Section 18 of the Final Report from the National Commission on the BP Deepwater Horizon Oil Spill and Offshore Drilling. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Final Report from the National Commission on the BP Deepwater Horizon Oil Spill and Offshore Drilling. Voices from the Gulf, 2. I have to make house payments and boat payments. Ve Van Wynne, Oysterman, Buris, Louisiana. Ve Van Wynne was an oysterman working for one of the suppliers to P&J Oyster Company, a Vietnamese refugee who fled his homeland with his wife and young family in a boat in 1978. Van Wynne had made it to the United States. He eventually settled in Buris located in Plaquemine Parish in 1983, joining a large Vietnamese and Cambodian community that had found limited English skills no impediment to earning a living fishing and shrimping. He had been a fisherman in Vietnam, and as he explained in his native language, I grew up near the sea and I'm used to eating seafood. I wanted to live where there's lots of seafood. He and his wife had both worked on the water, and in recent years they had purchased two specially outfitted oystering boats, in addition to two other boats used for gill fishing. They had loans to repay. In 2009, when they had $80,000 in income from harvesting oysters, this was not a problem. Their four children were grown, with one still at home. When Van Wynne heard on television about the oil spill, he recalls, I felt that I was going crazy and was really worried that I can't work any more. I was afraid that the oil would spread and people can't eat what we catch, so I wouldn't be able to work. So I was going through a mental crisis. Louisiana has about 25,000 Vietnamese Americans. All through May, the Macondo Well gushed oil as the government was closing Louisiana oyster beds. Ve Van Wynne and his wife both found interim work using their boats to install booms against the spreading oil slicks as part of BP's cleanup. But he made nowhere near as much money as he would have harvesting oysters. Like so many others around the Gulf, he said, I worry about myself and my wife. I don't know how we can make it. He had received some BP payments, but wondered how long those would go on. I have to make house payments and boat payments. At age 60, he was no longer young, but certainly expected to continue oystering. But now, if BP does not compensate him for an amount similar to the lost income, I can't do anything except for applying for welfare and food stamps. He had had his four boats towed back to his house. The future? Everyone is worried and scared about that. They are scared of poisoning, so we have to rely on the government to take care of it. I don't know what will happen. We were called liars when we said we didn't have oil on the beaches. Patricia Denny, Destin, Florida On May 2, 1985, Patricia Denny took a job as a secretary in a brand new real estate company in Destin, Florida, a small Emerald Coast family beach town proud of its white beaches and green waters. She married, had two girls, and worked hard at Holiday Isle Properties, rising to general manager, where she managed 177 vacation rentals. In 2009, her longtime boss retired, and Denny became the owner. 
i was beyond excited my dream was coming true all the late hours seven-day work weeks something i felt so passionate about was finally happening in her twenty-four years as a property manager denny has weathered some tough years i truly never thought things could be worse than two thousand four five not only did the real estate market come to an abrupt halt we had hurricane after hurricane but we rebounded on our own no handouts no help from government or our insurance company in late april twenty ten when denny saw the news on t v about the deepwater horizon explosion i remember thinking how awful but the news reported that b p was going to stop the oil from spewing and all would be well then noah predicted a shift in the weather and that impact from the oil was imminent i was devastated i couldn't sleep i couldn't eat it was the worst time of my life everything was at risk my home my income my children's education my three employees who are like a family to me in early may to show that their pristine beaches were still sugary white we started filming daily and sometimes twice daily a video for youtube called shore shots it involved one of my employees standing in front of the camera and showing the gulf of mexico and the lack of oil despite being told otherwise it was not always well received we were called liars when we said we didn't have oil on the beaches and told we were poisoning people with corexit for our own greedy gain it was definitely tough by july the oil was here no way i could prevent it from coming on revenue dropped significantly by august it was awful no one i mean no one believed that we weren't covered in oil similar to the exxon valdez Denny's older daughter was a junior and biology major at the University of Alabama in Birmingham. As the cancellations rolled in, the young woman withdrew from college in July for what would have been her senior year. She moved home to help her mother run the company. It breaks my heart to see her do this, says Denny. I am hoping she can go back sometime in the future, but at this time I don't know when that is. Note in early december twenty ten denny received compensation for her losses from the gulf coast claims facility administered by kenneth feinberg and funded by b p End note. End of section eighteen